In this episode, Dr. Kashi discusses the interdependent relationships between food intake, activity, and body weight. Listen as the good doctor illustrates what happens when each variable changes. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to ah, Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. This, this is surrounding out yesterday's relatively heavy science-based lesson with some, with some practical stuff to do a boo-doot. Do a boo-doot, okay? Do about it. Bit of a review, though, in all fairness. Food intake. And activity and body weight have interdependent and complementary relationships. Now, acting like a potted plant, okay, it kind of interrupts a little bit of the physiological and psychological checks and balances between food intake, activity, and body weight, specifically sugar, because people like to talk about that a lot, okay? Now, acting like a potted plant severs the communication of this love triangle, thus putting a halt to the nutrient cycling between the muscles and liver and the brain, mostly the liver, and eroding the efficacy of this check and balance system. More on that in the nine simple steps to get diabetes went into pretty, pretty hefty detail there, relatively speaking. <laughs> so here's what you're learning. What happens if there's food and eating only changes? Hmm? Think about some of these questions. A healthier body weight, perhaps, Still model, still metabolically frail, but probably the same sort of ugly shape that you loathe. Uh, exercise only, activity only. Really a hungrier version of an already heavy overfat person. Uh, although metabolically sturdier, as you have learned in the previous lessons. Definitely a decent option, okay? But it's essentially a hungrier version of an already heavier, fatter person. Lots of fat guys be running marathons and do good, doing good, <laughs> doing good physically. Same thing with the ladies, you know? Okay, and number three, the combination of food and activity, a healthier body weight and a better shape and metabolically resilient. So these are the things that we're gonna be discussing today and in the context of the healthy body weight, whatever the heck that means, well, at least you're going to get Dr. Cashy's bias, <laughs> okay? That reminds me, uh, this lesson is really about the true underpinnings, the true underpinnings of how to get a body that looks as good as it works and works as good as it looks. Why, in most circumstances, it actually means the same darn thing. Dr. Cashy's Transformation Challenge helps to perpetuate that sort of philosophy, and that challenge is coming up soon at smartpeoplecomehere.com. TCAN had another six people sign up on account of the lesson yesterday, so please make sure to check out smartpeoplecomehere.com before your spot is gone, because it will be, especially when Dr. Cashy releases to the public, okay? Okay, a little bit of background here. The liver, the liver, try as it might, puts forth a valiant effort, but ultimately fails as a replacement for walking and standing. It tries... It does its darndest, it fails. <laughs> but taking on the brunt of the entire body's glucose disposal, sugar disposal, um, you know, the liver wears a lot of hats. And uh, again, it eventually gets tired. Let's just put it that way. And when the liver is metabolically handicapped, obesity re <coughs> and couch-related diseases like type 2 diabetes, dyslipidemia, and other metabolic derangements, they start becoming a thing because the liver ends up getting cranky. That's where a lot of it falls down on, okay? We'll keep beating that horse. Now, the primer on this process was in the previous lessons, but that's a, you know, that's a cute representation of what's happening really on the left side of this cartoon. Let me see. Boop. 
remember, to the left. Everything in a box to the left. That's essentially what's happening here, where the body weight activity and food, they all get disconnected from each other. And weird stuff starts happening, okay? Now, as is the duty of anybody who gives a darn, the premise herein is that the blanket statements of diet centrism, right? Sugar is bad and sugar is toxic, lead to nastyisms like you are what you eat. And therefore, if you eat bad, you are bad. And see, this just furthers the disconnect and all of this stuff, okay? Now, what is... It's just, it's ignorant of the fundamental physiology governing metabolic health, okay? And psychological health and emotional health, all the, all the healths. It just, it's, it's antagonistic and it's, it's tragically ironic, okay? <laughs> now, what is commonly seen as food and sugar, toxicity, guilt, and shaming, uh, probably from a chair, mind you, <laughs> uh, is quite frankly a deficiency in just, in just a deficiency in standing and walking. Using stored sugar and stored fat signals the body to replace that stored sugar and stored fat. That's a good thing, by the way. That is the point. This depletion and repletion of stored fat and stored stored sugar signals the body to replace the stored fat and stored sugar. This depletion and repletion process is commonly referred to as glycogen lipid nutrient cycling. Okay, fancy words. But basically the whole point of depleting everything is so that you can fill it back up. And that process is actually what essentially metabolic health is. It's representative of that in any case. Thankfully, with a little bit of coaching and some simple measurements, that sort of empirical validation and substantiation is child's play. All right. Now, this cycling maintains positive endocrine status. Your, your hormones and your, your hormone systems are happy and they communicate with the organs much better. You know, it keeps your membership active in the not dying fan club. Just like anything else in biology, achieving metabolic resilience, keeping metabolic health and reversing metabolic derangement all have varying dosages between them in the context of activity and eating and things of that nature. Right. They all have varying dosages between them and varying dosages between people. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that's fair. Okay. Now, this is a fancy term for metabolic phenotype, I guess is what I'm trying to get at here. Or if you like, how your body, how your body turns food into farts. Everybody's body turns food into farts a little bit differently and at different parts of the day in different physiological situations. And again, thankfully with a little bit of coaching and some simple measurements, that sort of empirical validation and substantiation so you know for sure what works for you is child's play and TCAN does that every day. The last few lessons you've heard quite brazenly that physical activity is an inferior approach to fat loss. It really is a crappy way to lose weight and body fat, okay? But a superior approach to metabolic health Hmm, what exactly does that mean? And in the context of a healthy body weight and just general healthiness and being awesome, what does that really mean? And on the opposite side of the same coin, you have heard quite brazenly that uh, food and eating is an inferior approach. To, in, yeah, it's an inferior avenue to metabolic health, but a superior avenue to fat and body weight loss. Now, thermodynamics and other fancy words justifying these premises aside, it's far easier to describe the context of these premises in the middle part of this cartoon. Just what is going on here? Woohoo! What is going on there? Okay. This is where Tiny T comes back to play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also check this out. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. Now, this is where the person ends up making the transition. Maybe that person is you. Maybe you've been here before and you know exactly what's going on. Where you make the transition between becoming a potted plant Two, going towards the center of this cartoon of using your body on purpose and with purpose where what you eat and what you do and how you perform and how you feel and what you look like, they start to kind of coalesce with each other very well. 
okay? Again, this is where the person makes the transition from being a potted plant to using their body on purpose with purpose. You see body weight starts to trend down, uh, food starts to equalize with the body weight, and then as activity starts to go up, then food starts to go up with it. And if you've been in TKN long enough, you know exactly what this is. So make sure to give everybody a shout out there. Um, if you're in that part of this of this process, it's so freaking cool, okay? It's the golden ratio, we call it, <laughs> okay? This is where, after a combination of coaching and simple changes in food and eating and complementary changes in activity, there begins a reassociation process, reassociation between sugar and body weight and activity. They start to become friends again. And once you start eating enough for you and establishing reasonable eating patterns, body weight starts to become starts to become a, a healthier prospect again. And again, we'll, I'll explain what that means in a second. Essentially, after you start establishing what is enough for you and better eating patterns for yourself, body weight ends up going down. Your strength to body weight ratio improves, which is mentioned in the previous lessons. Basically, doing normal things now becomes easier and more fulfilling to do, okay? Therefore, activity becomes something that is more reasonable to do and there's a potential to find enjoyment in it. This is essentially the definition of a healthy body weight, okay? If you've ever been really fat, then you know what it feels like. Pretty much everything feels like everything sucks. Putting on your shoes sucks. Walking upstairs sucks. Walking from the cars, everything sucks. So either on purpose or accidentally, your environment and what you do is structured to help mitigate really the pain and energy it takes to do all those normal things. And that's part of what ends up also forcing more of that disconnect, right? It's really just a crappy place to be. <laughs> it's a crappy place to be. Now, I feel like this psychologically, it, it, you know, it, it, it gets represented psychologically and thermodynamically really in this graph at the same time. Again, since it feels like everything sucks and for the most part it does suck, really then finding enjoyment in things that otherwise improve the quality of your life becomes exceedingly difficult as a function of body fatness. Essentially, the fatter you get, the more everything sucks. And the more everything sucks, why would you want to do anything, right? This, this is functional from a biological standpoint and a psychological standpoint. It just makes too much sense, okay? It's a crappy place to be. But simple modifications in food and eating and even simpler modifications in activity become, it becomes more philosophically reasonable to establish what, what Dr. Cashy, what TKN considers a healthy body weight. In this context, a healthy body weight is a body weight that cultivates and fosters metabolic health through the enjoyment of physical activity. So your body is in a position where you feel okay using it. And when you feel okay using it, then you start using it. And that's what ends up promoting a lot of these health promoting effects psychologically and biologically. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. In other words, your body weight and body fat are now low enough so that you can start enjoying using your body. <laughs> Imagine that. And when you're in a position to enjoy using your body, you're more likely to incorporate more activity on a daily basis because it's more enjoyable to do and you can get better at it. And like all sorts of other fun things in your life open up. You see legitimate results from it. And as you learned in the previous lessons about body fat deposition and muscle mass changes in the context of food and activity, your body fat will go down even if your total body weight stays the same. That is part of what's happening here is that your activity goes up, but your food goes up with it. So your body weight might stay the same, but that nutrient cycling and redeposition of all those fuels end up changing the way your body looks because it's stored in different places. But that also means it's stored away from your organs where it's causing all of the, really all of the communication problems in the endocrine system. Hopefully that makes sense where your liver was all, the ears, its ears and muscles and liver were clogged with fat. 
and they started becoming deaf to insulin and that's what ended up causing a lot of problems. So when you can change where those nutrients are stored so that they're more accessible to the areas that need them, well then everything starts coalescing. And it also happens psychologically, philosophically, and biologically kind of all at the same time. This is what it means to have a body that looks as good as it works and works as good as it looks. <laughs> Again, hopefully that makes sense, okay? Basically, your body fat will go down. Your total, even if your total body weight stays the same, your body fat will go down. Um, at such time, your, the shape of your body begins to change. How it looks, the physical shape begins to change, but as well as the level of fitness it has will go up. So your, your physical shape uh, and your visual shape, as it were. Now, you can borrow from the previous lessons about sugar and nutrient partitioning, cycling and storage. But now that you have a basic understanding of sugar utilization, then when you start to make your body more sensitive to these hormones that dictate sugar transport out of the bloodstream, but now also your organs are saying, hey, I want to accept the sugar that is now being exported out of the bloodstream. That's part of what that communication is. It's a two-way relationship, right? You learn that insulin is to kick stuff out, but the muscles and the brain and the liver are also, also need to say, hey, I'm accepting of, of what is out there. That's, that's why it's a two-way process. That's where the, a lot of the communication comes from, all right? Now, that happens really independently of changes in your body weight so long as activity starts to go up. But if activity really sucks because you're so dang like miserable and fat and everything, everything is miserable, well, then getting there is, is really, it's an act of futility. So you have to start somewhere. And that's where modifying food and eating to get body weight down to a point to where using your body actually seems like a reasonable thing to do. That is what a healthy body weight is, okay? For example, when your body weight and body fat start declining via changes in food and eating, then it does sort of unclog the communications between sugar's three musketeers, right? The brain, the muscles, and the liver. Since activity now becomes easier to do, physically easier, right? It's actually less work to do the same stuff from a thermodynamic standpoint, from a physical standpoint, and it is more joyful. It has the prospect of giving you more joy and fulfillment before, then you can start getting measurable benefits in the short term based off of how you might feel when you do it and after you do it. And then the real changes in metabolic health start happening. And then you really start redistributing all those nutrients differently. And your body does end up changing shape. And this becomes a vicious cycle, turns into a virtuous cycle now. Because all of those results end up prompting the behaviors that perpetuate all of the other positives. Right? Activity ends up shrinking a lot of the problems with food and eating and bolstering its benefits and food and eating end up shrinking a lot of the issues of activity and bolstering its benefits. Why? Because you can eat more to support more activity. Do, do, do. Okay? That's good stuff. Now, remember all of that jargon about insulin sensitivity and nutrient partitioning and nutrient cycling and all the lessons and previous lessons and a little bit of this lesson? That's what's happening here. That's what's happening as your activity goes up, but your food starts skyrocketing with it. That's what's going on. That's what health is. That's what metabolic health is in this context anyway. If your muscles and your liver become more sensitive to the nutrients that you consume, then you're more likely to get, to get those things stored in your muscles and your liver instead of around them and clogging them up. <laughs> and this creates a sort of fullness in your physique that people find aesthetically attractive. The stuff gets stored inside of the areas that are nicer to look at. Imagine that. What used to be stored in your torso, right? And all of the local organs that were doing all the work because they were carrying the burden instead of your muscles, well, now it's getting redistributed towards those areas that are consuming that energy. Hmm, okay, this means that it's going away from the torso, away from the, the ugly 
The ugly muffin top area more towards the extremities anatomically that would be considered more distal. This is what happens generally, okay? What was stored in the gut is now being delocalized into the muscles that you use for activity, giving you a one-two punch in terms of a lot of your changes. Gives you a pretty cool one-two punch. Basically, your body starts working as good as it looks because you make the aesthetic changes first, you know, quite a bit of them because as your body weight and body fat shrink, go down by virtue of changing your, your food and eating. Now, you make these visual changes, but also because the total body weight goes down, the prospect of doing physical activity now becomes a little tastier, and then you can start improving your metabolic health at an accelerated rate. This is what it means to, to have a body working as good as it looks and looking as good as it works, and vice versa. Now, since food and eating and activity and body weight are interdependent and complementary, where a lot of people like to make them adversarial, these factors go hand in hand. This means that, well, chances are the better it looks, the better it's working, and the better it's working, the better it looks. Hopefully that makes sense in the context of metabolic health anyway. This means that once you reach a healthy body weight for you, your health, where your healthy body weight is, is defined as the point in time where physical activity starts becoming autotelic, which is a fancy psycho word for, for you doing it, you like doing it for the sake of doing it. It's feasible and enjoyable because you're doing it rather than using it as a way to punish yourself and atone for your sugary sins. Okay, this really self-harming perspective of punishing yourself because you ate. Okay, you start doing things you like to do and this further increases your metabolic resilience. And you can start eating to move. You're feeding the activity, you're feeding all the things you love to do. How cool is that? That's what the middle part of this cartoon represents. This is what this represents. This is you literally feeding all the things in your life that you like doing. That's what this is. That's what health is. That's it. It feels like practically everything sucks when you're super fat. It really freaking does. And you might know how that feels. And that's part of what's perpetuating that disconnect. The crappier it feels, the less you feel like doing anything. Now, establishing a healthy body weight or a healthy body weight defined by TKN, again, at this point in time, is where your strength to body weight ratio starts to make sense again. Your body weight goes down, and it gets to the point where, oh, I can start doing stuff again. Because of when I did all this other stuff before, it freaking sucked. And sometimes that's even walking, you know? Although walking arguably is the best, <laughs> okay? Then as your metabolic health improves, right, the nutrient cycling and redistribution of metabolic fuel takes place and your body starts changing shape. Instead of just becoming a smaller version of the, the uglier, weird, trolley looking thing it was before when you start moving around, well now it starts changing shape too, which is pretty cool. Being lighter is good, redistributing everything and being lighter is honestly better, okay? That's what the middle of this cartoon means. <laughs> That's what the middle of this cartoon means. To have a body that looks as good as it works and works as good as it looks. All right? It means that even in an ad libitum setting, that's a fancy science word for food everywhere all the time, the relationship between sugar intake, body weight, and activity are now harmonious. The more you like doing it, the better results you get. The more you like doing it, the more you feed it. Eating is good, moving is good. More, 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 more of all those things. So many people tragically start out as the Prius. They come to T. Cannon, they're a damn Prius. They're so metabolically handicapped and delicate. You ever get the feeling that if you just looked at a donut or looked at ice cream that you'd be fatter? That's representative of your body's hyper-efficient use of fuel. That represents the regulatory disconnect between food and eating and activity and body weight. And it makes sense to drive a Creus, but it feels pretty crappy to be one. <laughs> Low performance with high fuel efficiency. Woof. Woof. At TKN, funny enough, at TKN, we make gas guzzlers with massive metabolic engines. 
A Ferrari, a Hummer, a Rolls Royce. Beats the crap out of a Prius. <laughs> high performance and high fuel consumption. Eat more, do more, be more. Hmm? Okay, here's what you've learned. That food, really, food, food and eating only, you, you will get to a healthier body weight. You'll still be pretty metabolically frail. Probably the same sort of shape that you had a problem with before. Like, the way you look. It's just going to be a smaller version of the shape that you had a problem with. Exercise only will change the shape of your body for sure. It will create a hungrier version of an already heavy and fat person, although metabolically sturdier. Absolutely. And then, combination of food and activity, okay? Healthy, healthier body weight, healthier shape, better looking aesthetically, and metabolically resilient, okay? Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out!